Welcome to the Inspired by Her podcast with me, your host, Zoe Richmond. I'm going to be chatting to some of the most inspiring and amazing women in business about all things life, business, money, and mindset. We're going to be sharing our secrets to inspire you on your journey to success. Let's get started. of the Inspired by Her podcast. I am your host, Zoe Richmond, and today I have something a little bit different for you. This episode comes from a Facebook Live that I did in my Facebook group, Ambitious and Abundant Women in Business. I will pop the link if you want to come and check us out. But we have the lovely Mel Daniels joining us, and she is talking all about the client journey and using your content purposefully to guide your audience through the journey. It is amazing. It is jam-packed full of so much um, gold information. You'll want a pen and paper while you're listening to this. Um, But I will get into the episode so you can listen to Mel and I chat about content and client journey and um, it is amazing. So if you did enjoy this episode, let us know your thoughts. Um, You can find Mel's information in the show notes to go and check her out. But I hope you um, get something out of it. Well, for everyone who is joining us, I have the wonderful Mel Daniels from Mel Business Services today, and we are going to be talking about client journey. Now, I was saying before we started that I actually asked her to come on and talk about this because I need to learn this. So hopefully you ladies get something out of it as well. If anyone has any questions, drop them in the comments and I will um, make sure that I read them out or one of us will swing back to you afterwards but for all the ladies joining us can you tell us a bit about yourself and what your what your business is all about and what you do absolutely Zoe thank you so much for having me on today it's such an honor to be here and to talk to you and your audience Um, for those who don't know me my name is Mel Daniels I run a business called Mel Business Services and I am a content strategist and coach. So I actually empower women in service-based businesses to use content really strategically and thoughtfully in order to connect, nurture and convert their ideal client. So that's me in a nutshell. I'm all about the strategy and I'm all about the client journey and I can't wait to talk about it with you today, Zoe. I'm super excited. So we were just chatting beforehand and um, one of the things you mentioned was that um, before this, you're a VA, a virtual assistant, and um, you would notice people sending out like newsletters and things, but without the strategy behind it. And I put my hand up and said, that's 100% what I do. I send out newsletters, I say hi to people, but there's no real thought process behind it. And hopefully today, this will make a whole lot more sense to me with this whole client journey thing and we can put it all together um, because I feel like there's probably going to be some other people out there that are doing the same thing. You get told that you need to, um, you know, you need to email your people and you need to be showing up and being consistent, but we don't think about the other side of it, like the strategy and how that's actually going to turn them into paying customers which at the end of the day I guess is what we want yeah exactly and I think that you hit on something really important there Zoe in relation to we're told that we need to do all these things and consequently we do all the things and we feel overwhelmed and we head to burnout so my approach to content and content strategy is to flip that on its head 
and to actually do content and create content that feels right for you as well as your ideal client. So I do not tell people that, you know, they have to write three 1000 word blogs five times uh, a year time type of thing, or they have to email their list every week. Um, Telling people to do certain types of content is, um, is not just not helpful. And when it doesn't feel right, it doesn't come across right. And it, you're just going to head into overwhelm and burnout. So that is a hundred percent right. Cause everyone's out there putting their two cents worth in and saying, Oh, this is, you know, this will help you get to your five figure or six figure business. And this will help you do this. And if you do steps one, two, three, and we just get overwhelmed and inundated with information. Right. So being able to work out what some of it will be useful and some of it won't be yes. <laughs> and filter for what is going to work for you. Absolutely. Hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Top of the class, Zoe. Oh, thank you. Um, so, okay. Can you take us through then the client journey and um, explain what it is to us? Cause I am a little bit, I know what it is, but I would also say that I'm kind of a little bit confused by it. So I'd love to know. Okay. More. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about um, what it's not, actually. So um, the traditional approach to sales is via the sales funnel. So um, for those who are watching and can see me, you know, it's actually shaped like a funnel where it's very wide at the top and comes in narrow um, and very, very skinny down the bottom. And the idea of a sales funnel is to get reach as many people as possible, shove them all into the top of the funnel, push them in, you know, try and get as many as you possibly can and then push them down and perhaps maybe one of them might actually purchase from you. So it's all about the conversion rate in terms of getting as many people as possible to convert into very little amount of people. And I feel like that is a very disconnected way at looking at your sales process. Um, It's just not helpful at all. So I take a far more um, heart-centered approach to it and think about content in terms of, and the client journey in terms of every piece of content that you put out into the world, every single little piece is going to impact someone somehow. Okay. Even if they scroll on by, Mm. or they go on to purchase and become your greatest um, brand ambassadors, it impacts them. It has an impact. So what you create should have some sort of purpose to it. So instead of taking, instead of taking this really um, crazy approach where you're trying to get as many people into the sales funnel as possible, you take a a linear approach to it or a a look at a journey. So Mm. how does um, your ideal client going from not knowing anything about you through to becoming your greatest ambassador. And that is like a more of a linear process rather than a sales funnel process. So that's the way that I like to look at the the client journey. And it is a journey. So, um, you know, they they don't know anything about you at first um, and you manage to, you know, connect with them in a way that really meets them exactly where they are. So the client journey, the way that I teach it, has five different phases. Um, You go through connect, subscribe through to nurture and then convert and onboard. So there's five very distinct phases Mm -hmm. in terms of the client journey. 
And what we do at each of those phases of the journey for our ideal client is use content to be able to move them onto the next phase and onto the next phase until they actually purchase from you and then become one of your clients. So that's kind of the, the client journey in a nutshell. But, you know, we can go into a little bit more about how we can actually use content within each of those different. Yeah, um, yes, which would be amazing. And it's interesting um, because I think we do hear a lot, like I hear the word sales funnel everywhere. Like people are always talking about this sales funnel. And I've never really understood, like I get the concept, but I've never really understood it. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas when you just explain that client journey, I'm like, oh, that makes sense to me. Like it just, (laughs) and I think too, but it's just that could also be the way that people interpret thing, um, information differently. Mm -hmm. The linear approach, I really, I can distinctly see how um, a person would follow that that process. Whereas the sales funnel, I'm like, I don't know, it just seemed a little disconnected and like you said Mm. maybe that's because I'm a very um, impact driven and heart-centered business owner as well could be why it relates to me better yeah yeah I think a lot of the ladies um, in my audience will also connect with that as well which is awesome Um, okay so let's talk then about the different stages and how our content um, because again we get told all these things about content and the things that we should be putting out there and do this and do that and build no, no like trust factor and make sure you're, um, you know, doing this, this mm. and this. Um, so I'd love to know your thoughts and your process on, on taking people from that very first step to the purchasing and becoming a um, c- customer basically. Mm. Mm. So I think that the first thing is that once you understand that, once you understand that process and that content can be the driver to get um, people from not knowing anything about you through to purchasing from you, once you understand that particular concept, then your creation process becomes far more focused and purposeful. So that's the first thing that I want to say, that once you have a reason for doing um creation of any sort, really, you know, doesn't have have to just be content. Once you have that reason and that purpose, then what you actually create becomes far more focused. So that's really interesting that you say that because I always struggle when I um, don't really have any, like if I'm leading into a launch or if I've, um, for my content creation, if I've got a theme for the week or things like that, I find it's much more easier to create content. But when I don't have and I'm just trying to think of things on the fly and I don't really have that purpose or intention, it's really hard to think of something and be like, well, what, what am I trying to say? So that's a really interesting point that you mentioned because I think I can totally relate to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because when you don't have that, um, that focus, you do become kind of overwhelmed with it Mm. as well it's like oh my goodness what am I going to create today I'm scrolling through my phone is there a photo that I can somehow relate I was doing before we jumped on this call actually I was like going through my old post being like oh what am I going to say this week what do I want to talk about like yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so once you understand that there is a particular journey that you have with your client there are types of content that you can actually create Um, and deliver to your ideal client at certain points in time in order to actually get the sale basically is what we're trying to do is we're trying to convert our ideal client but in a heart-centered heart-centered way yeah so 
shall we start at the beginning? Let's talk yeah. about let's talk about the connect phase. Okay, I hope we I hope you don't go over time, Zoe. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I, this is really interesting and all really valid um, and purposeful information as well. Like I think um, people are not going to mind if you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll try not to rave, but anyway, um, the connect phase. So this is the first phase of the client journey. Um, this is where you, you first come in contact with um, your ideal client. So they've just become aware of you. It's kind of a getting to know period. It's like a little bit like dating. Um, you know, you're just starting the conversation. It might be a little bit awkward at first, but gradually you kind of get into the flow of things. So in this, in this particular phase, you're looking at content that um, educates people. So tells them exactly what you do, how you do it, and why you do it. Mm. Um, you can do this through what I call focus content. So your focus content, Zoe, is podcasts. Yeah. Um, other people's focus content might be blogs or it might be video based. So something like this as well, where you're also recording a video uh, or Facebook lives. You know, some people really love the Facebook lives or the YouTube videos. So they're the three main um, pieces of focus content, a blog, a podcast, or some sort of video. So what you're trying to do in, in your focus content is actually educate them um, and, and get them kind of warming up to you. Um, you can also do this through social media posts, predominantly not so much on your own social media um, pages because they don't necessarily know about you yet, but definitely in, in places like Facebook groups. So where you're showing up um, consistently providing value and also promoting yourself as well. And also if you're looking at Instagram, then it's, it's looking at things like our stories and now reels where you can. They're fun. You know, Those are fun. <laughs> Have you done a reel yet, Zoe? I've done one. Yeah, I've done one. And I've got another one planned for today. <laughs> Kudos to you. Kudos to you. I haven't done one yet. Well, I tell a lie. I have done one, but it wasn't with my face. It was just like a, a panning video. I cheated. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, they, they're fun. I can see them becoming really time consuming, like people spending a lot of time doing them and wasting time. <laughs> yes. <They are> fun. <laughs> yes. But I mean, you know, this, and this is great, isn't it? We've, we've been given a, the opportunity of a new technology, a new different way of communicating and connecting with our ideal client. Cause you know, reels are all about personality. They are definitely about your brand personality and your own personality. So great way to connect. Um, so, yeah, so I was saying that um, that type of content is, is really going to help um, your potential ideal client mm. get to know you a little bit and kind of warm up. Another great way of using content in this particular phase is guesting. So guest podcasting or guest interviewing like we're doing today. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to have exposure to your beautiful audience now and vice versa when I promoted on promote this on my um, social media as well. So that's a great way of connecting with new and different people yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we're going to use content in the, the first phase um, of the, the client journey. And so once you've kind of started those conversations with them and they're kind of warming up to you, then they're going to want to subscribe. They are going to want to hear more about what you do. So the content that you're going to deliver to them in the subscribe phase is all around the lead magnet or the freebie or opt-in, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So this particular piece of content is really crucial um, because not only does it need to speak to your ideal client, but it also needs to um, provide them with some sort of action 
and uh, results so they can see that they've made a step forward in whatever challenge or problem that they actually have. And it also needs to lead into a service of yours. So some people, um, there's always this, you know, potential disconnect in the, with a lot of women that I speak to, they t- they come up with these amazing lead magnet ideas. They're just absolutely fabulous. But then it's kind of like, well, how do they, how does your ideal client actually take the next step with you? You know, what is the next step? There's no logical progression. I'm totally guilty of that. Like I've got lead magnets everywhere and I keep coming up with new ideas and I'm like, this is awesome. People are downloading them, but then I don't follow through. And that I only realized this not that long ago that I was like, hang on a second. Like I'm, I'm like the, the journey is stopping there because they're getting what they need from, they're getting my, my freebie or whatever, but they're not then sort of being shown what's next and yes. how else I can help them. And um, that they've only just kind of gotten that little tip of the iceberg and there's still all this other stuff out there that, that they might need help with as well. And um, that is definitely yeah, a big pain point of mine. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So the way that we can um, solve that Zoe is actually start using email automations in a really um, meaningful way. So making sure that they deliver on the lead magnet, um, you follow up on the lead magnet, mm-hmm. but then as you move into the nurture, um, nurture phase, then that's really when you begin to use the power of email automations and in just normal marketing emails as well to provide the content that they need at that particular point in time. But just let's go back to a step back to the subscribe um, phase. And we spoke about the lead magnet, but it's also about the promotion of the lead magnet. Um, You know, a lot of people say to me, Oh, my lead magnet doesn't work. But um, I say to them, well, where have you promoted it? Like what have you done to get people actually onto your email list through this lead magnet? So um, don't just plonk it on your website. Um, I think a lot of people just, you know, put it, put it there and hope the Google gods will help them out and, you know, the traffic will come and people will see it and they'll go, oh, isn't that great? I'm going to sign up. That doesn't always happen. So website is definitely a place to put it, but put it in multiple places on your website. So not just, um, I don't know, on as a pop-up don't yeah, just do or, or the top that like a lot of people have it as the top banner on their, on their page and like it's just the first thing you see when you jump onto their page but then right. scroll down they're looking for something else so they've forgotten about that so i also have mine in my footer okay so because because the, the hello bar and the footer are on every single page mm. it gives yeah. them the opportunity to see it on every single page um, i also put it on my blog landing page so it's it's there twice on my blog landing page Um, and also the next place that you can put it is in your focus content so if you're producing blogs then make sure that you're adding it into your blogs if you're doing podcasts what what are the ways that you can promote it Um, you know can you do a spiel at the beginning saying you know this podcast is sponsored by my newest download you know little things like that Um, in Facebook groups in collaborations with people you know who has a similar audience to what you actually do and are there ways that you can get together and cross promote each other's stuff so um not only is the actual lead magnet itself really important in the subscribe phase but it's the promotion of it as well yes and i think you've hit the nail on the head when you said that people just like stick it on their website and think that people are going to find it because when when i think like 
people don't go to my website first. They come to my socials first and then they go through to my website. So if I'm not talking about it on my Instagram or on my Facebook page or in my Facebook group, there's a chance that people aren't even going to know that it's there. (laughs) And they're not going to click through to sign up. So I guess we get caught up too in thinking that, oh, I mentioned it once so everyone saw it. Yes. (laughs) And we all know that that's not the truth, is it, Zoe? No, no. So like we think, oh, if I talk about it again, and people are just going to get so annoyed because that's all I talk about. But like when you think about how many people actually saw that post on social media or or whatever, uh, it's a very small chunk of your audience. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's a whole other, another podcast episode, isn't it? In terms of, you know, reach and algorithms and stuff like that. But yeah, don't be afraid to continually promote it. Great advice, Zoe. Yeah, and don't, um, I think that's the, like, you have to promote yourself. Like, people get scared of talking about themselves and promoting themselves. I don't want to come across salesy. And, but if you come across um, from that heart-centered space yes. and um, talk about the impact and the value that you're, like, you, you're doing yourself and your clients and your audience a disservice by not promoting the things that you've got to offer, really, because if you don't talk about them, people don't know that you've got them and then they don't get the amazing value that you've got to offer. <laughs> yep. Love it, Zoe. Love it. <laughs> All right. So we've got our lead magnet and we've yes. promoted it successfully. Yes. So we're into the nurture phase. That's the next one. Correct. Yeah. So you were talking before about how you were really good at creating all of these lead magnets, but then actually converting that into to a sale. So the way we can do this really, really easily is through our email automations. Now, some people go, automations, they are so disconnected. They are so, you know, they, they're just not me. And, and I say, no, you've got to do it. You've got to actually do it. Um, people signed up for a reason. They wanted to hear from you. They wanted the thing that you provided them with and they want to continue to hear all the, the amazing things that you can do for them. So don't shy from doing these e- email automations. So these email automations will be able to then also deliver specific types of content based on what uh, your ideal client is thinking, feeling and doing at that particular precise moment. And we'll talk about thinking, feeling and doing in a minute. But, um, you know, you might have a piece of evergreen, um, a blog or a podcast that you want to drive them to that actually solves this particular problem that they're thinking or feeling at the moment. Um, So it's a really great opportunity to drive them to evergreen content as well. So it's kind of, you know, like a woven um, interconnection in this, in this place, in the nurture space that you can draw on things that you've done in the past. So you don't need to constantly create. We get, we get into that constant creation wheel and feel like we have to keep doing new things, but we don't, we can reuse the old stuff. Yes. Yeah. Which is a really, really valid point because we can, yeah, think that I've already said that once. So people don't want to hear about it again or whatever, but it's, don't have to think new stuff all the time. I really, really love that point. Really love that (laughs) Reimagine, reimagine your content. Yes. Okay. So then after the nurture phase, we're moving into the conversion phase. And so what are the pieces that we can actually deliver to them so that they go, Oh yes, I really want to work with this person. So what you're trying to do in this particular phase with your content is make them feel good about the decision that they're going to make. 
So what are the things that you can give to them in terms of content right now to make them feel good that they're going to make the right decision? So the most obvious one in this space is client testimonials and case studies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, every time you get a client and you work with a client, you should also be including in part of your process, three months, six months down the track, whatever it is, um, a follow-up in terms of a testimonial from them. So, because testimonials are just like absolute gold, they tell your, your potential ideal client how they are going to actually feel after working with you. Yeah. First hand, you know, what better proof than from someone that's already done it and been through the process. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. And there's so many different ways you can do this as well. I mean, the obvious way is to create a pretty graphic and put, use that in social media. That's the most obvious way. Um, but places like on your website and especially on your sales pages, mm. um, they will work wonders there. Um, doing videos, getting a video testimonial from yeah. someone is, yeah. is pretty pretty cool. If you can get one of those, then that would be great as well. Um, but yeah, just, just don't be afraid to ask for them and use them in ways. Oh, the other, the other way I was going to suggest was, and I've recently started doing this is to actually show your service. So that that kind of might be a bit weird to think about. I was thinking, you know, like I talk content, how can I actually show someone what I've done? But I've started using um, mock-ups of lead magnets that I've created for oh. clients. So, you know, like those pictures where you see that someone's holding a screen, but on the screen is the actual lead magnet. Um, think about doing that with your, your own lead magnets as well, actually showing the person what they're going to get. Yeah, and a bit of like a sneak peek so that, because, you know, I know for me, sometimes I read this, the, the opt-in page and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I don't know. But if you can kind of say, oh, yeah, okay, that actually does look like maybe it's something that's easy to read or whatever. Um, and sometimes if it's really pretty, I'm like, oh, that's really pretty. <laughs> you know, like looks are everything. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But it's, it's proven that if someone can see what they're actually purchasing, or they're going to get, they're more likely to actually want to get it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So that's a very interesting point. Something that I'm not doing that I might have to think of implementing. Yeah. Think about it, Zoe, because, you know, um, being able to show people um, what they're getting is absolute gold. Mm. So that's, uh, so testimonials is a big one in terms of the conversion side of things, because you, you really wanting them to feel good about the decision that they're about to make. Um, So obviously social media posts as well, your landing pages um, optimized, um, but testimonials are the big one in that space. So then once you actually convert them, you're moving on to the onboarding stage and, you know, people really forget about this stage and it's so, it's such an opportunity. Um, The traditional sales funnel does not even mention onboarding at all. So the traditional sales funnel is all about um, shoving them in, pushing them, convincing them to purchase, purchase, move on. Okay. Yeah, it's like go to the next one. Yeah. 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 So it's all about the volume. It's the conversion and the volume. Um, But with the client journey, you're thanking them, you know, you're thanking them for becoming their, becoming your client, but then um, providing them with a process that really embeds them as being one of your biggest brand ambassadors. So the the easiest way to do this is through a, um, through content is through a process or even automated emails as well. So think about what you need from them before you work with them or what homework they might need to do and, and get them to answer those questions um, and provide that information up front. Yeah. 
And the other way that you can use content in onboarding people is um, through exclusive VIP things. So, you know, what's something that you don't um, freely give away or you don't actually um, sell and that you can actually add value um, in terms of the, the, the onboarding process. So for me, um, in a couple of my packages, I actually provide them with um, some ideas for blogs. So 12 blog ideas. So if you purchase this, it's kind of like a, you know, a little bit of a bonus um, type of thing. So what are the ways that you can do that through content? That's a really, but I think I was listening to a podcast episode. I can't remember who it was with, but she was talking about going above and beyond for her customers and making them feel like so incredible and um, just really putting that personal touch on the clients that work with her because at the end of the day, if they didn't choose to work with you, then you don't have a business. So making sure that you're going above and beyond for them to make them feel really special. And I think she was saying she's a, a much higher end um, business owner than than what I am, but like sending gifts to people and, um, you know, it wouldn't have to be anything big, but just those little things. And they're the things that people will remember and be like, oh, I worked with this really awesome coach or this really awesome content creator and and she just sent me this book or, you know, and that's what people will remember. So that's a really interesting point that um, Mm. very important too. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to cost anything either. Um, so it can, you know, it can be just like a, a video or a, a masterclass or something extra that goes with the service that you're providing. So yeah, don't think you have to go and spend millions. In no, terms of no. Onboarding but process. just making, yeah, just making it feel, making them feel, I guess, special and yes. um, like they want to keep working with you and they'll want to recommend you to anyone that wants to. And that's what you want. That's exactly what you want, isn't it? You want to be able to work with them again. So work with them in a different way or another way. Um, or you want to be able to, you want them to love you so much that they tell the world about you. Um, and then, you know, it's the whole word of word of mouth thing. So then that comes to like the end of the, the journey that you have with them once you've onboarded and you've actually worked with them. But there is the opportunity to swing back to the beginning. So, you know, for example, you... I'll give myself as an example. So say um, someone has come to me for a content strategy. We put the strategy together. However, then when we come to the end of that, that process, I give them their implementation plan. They go off and they start implementing. There is the opportunity for me to um, work with them in, in the next stage of their journey. So for them, it will be building out their client journey. So creating the lead magnet and doing the email automations. So, you know, we, we can then go through that process again of, mm. you know, I might provide them something else that they can subscribe to, or I may nurture them. I actually might go, I usually just go straight to the nurture yeah. phase again with them, you know, start, start again. And then once they've done that, then there is another package we can build on, you know, so there it's the end is not the end is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. And that comes into one of the things that I talk about a lot is your offers and how you layer your offers so that you might yeah. start with, um, your low ticket, you know, might be $27. They come to you for a template of some description. And then you could use your email automation then to sort of be like, okay, so you've done that one now. Here's what's next. If you want what's, you know, the next thing and that's your, yep. your might be a mid price thing. And then you go to your high level when they're ready to go to um, the, the big one-on-one or whatever it is, but having those layers so that you've got that process that you can keep taking them through um, 
each time and they're like building and building and you're building the low, no lack and trust factor, I guess, as well, each time they work with you again. Yep, definitely. Love it, Zoe. All kind of flows, you know, all those different elements of business and, and the marketing, the content, the, the money, the offers, like it's all intertwined. And you certainly you know all of it, I guess, is the, is the bottom line. You can't know one thing and then um, ignore the other. It doesn't work like that. Exactly. <laughs> that is, that was so helpful. I got um, so many tips from that. I'm going to go and back, back and watch this again so that I can write all that stuff down because there was, that was so much in there that like I didn't know. And it's going to be so helpful for me in planning out what my offers are, what my lead magnets are, what, where I need to be touching base with my um, audience, all those kind of things. Um, so okay. thank you so much for sharing. Um, but I'd love to wrap it up with like, what's the one thing? And this might be like the biggest um, problem that you have clients come to you with you. What's the one thing you would say about ladies out there trying to map out their own client journey and using their um, content to, to take people through it? Um, your one biggest tip or takeaway Oh, it'd be hard to summarize in like one thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. But I'm going to say something and I'm going to get mega eye rolls from everyone. I just know it. But my one thing is know your ideal client. And, you know, every, lots of people say, oh, yeah, I know my ideal client or they gloss over it or it's all about just, you know, where they are in their journey um, in terms of, you know, how long they've been in business, how old they are, how many kids they are, all the demographic type of stuff. You need to go deeper than that. And once yeah. you go deeper and you know your ideal client, you can then understand what they are thinking, feeling and doing at each of those phase, five phases that we've spoken about. And once you know how they're thinking, the, the content creation becomes so much easier yeah. because it's like, ma'am, I know what they're thinking. I know what I need to create right now. Um, I'm going to do it. So ideal client. Yeah. So don't eye roll me. Yeah, I know, but you hear it so often. And like, I think you almost come across it no matter what coach you're working with, what course you, like it is a component of every part of your business and if you're not super clear on it I can see where the problems would come in or you start creating things that's not resonating with them so yes. like why is no one buying from me like people are not going to go through that that whole client journey if you're from the get-go creating content that is not relating to them and their problems and their pain points at all exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yes I roll my eyes when people say that because I'm like I hate doing like I won't say hate hate's a very strong word I struggle with it and so I have uh hired some help to help me work through it because it is one of those things that I know I need to know but I don't so yeah yep, absolutely and there's you know there's so many templates and stuff out there that you can use but I've got a fun little thing that I'll leave you with in terms of knowing your ideal client think about your ideal client in different ways and think about who they are at the party. Ah. Uh, are they the person are they the person who's in the background in the kitchen, happy, preparing? Are they the person who's out there, you know, telling jokes to everyone? Are they the person in the corner? That's a really and a really I think that's a really easy way for people to um like start to think about it because yep. you can get overwhelmed again with like, oh my gosh, I don't know. There's so many people out there. Who is she or who yep. is he? Uh, but that's, yeah, that is really helpful. 
Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, and the other thing is you have a content roadmap op, um, that people can go and download. I will leave the link in my bio. Do you want to in, in the bio, in the video, I will pop it in there. Um, but do you want to tell everyone a little bit about it so that they can go and find it? And sure. So it's basically summarizing exactly what we've spoken about today. So it's, awesome. yeah, it's the, the, um, the five phases of the client journey. Uh, what exactly what content that you need to create in each of those five phases and then a just a few prompts to get you thinking about how you can start building out your client journey with content amazing i think i will have to go and download it now as well awesome. <laughs> um but yeah i will share the link um so that the ladies can go and find that thank you thank you so so much for joining us i've already seen one of the ladies has said this has been so helpful um so thank you very much you've helped me and you've helped all the other ladies in my group and we will pop this in the podcast as well so that people can find it there and i'll pop the link where can they find you on instagram and facebook oh easy i've got the same handle at meld business beautiful and i'll pop a link in so that you can just click the link and you'll go straight there <laughs> fabulous thank you so much zoe it's been so much fun being um on your guest today and just thank you so much for having me thank you very much we'll talk soon awesome thank you for joining me for another episode of the inspired by her podcast i hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you did i would really appreciate it if you subscribed wherever you get your podcasts And I will see you again next week for another episode.